This, this is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. We continue with Bourbon Heritage Month here the entire month of September and never missing an opportunity to enjoy great spirits, part of the alpha male lifestyle. We will be sampling some fantastic spirits today. In front of me, I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe a seventh, maybe an eighth. But I'm going to get things off with a Hudson, New York City, a correction, New York corn whiskey. And I'll tell you exactly why in just a few moments. But we will pair a great cigar. I've got my Padron Damaso front and center. I've got some great bourbons as well as American whiskeys. Even though it's Bourbon Heritage Month, we celebrate all American whiskeys. And on the day after, the 14th anniversary of 9-11, we celebrate being American front and center today. On the Cigar Dave Show. Long ash greetings and salutations. A long ash snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. America's alpha male front and center. Humidor 1A Command Center Alpha. We welcome you to join us. Nationwide cigar and pleasure friendly hotlines are now open at 877-DAVE-007. That is 877-328-3007. Email address cigardave at cigardave.com. Go over to our fantastic website, CigarDave.com, and from there, you can see what's going on in the world of the alpha male good life, as well as uh, join us on our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and any other one that may be developed uh, in the near future. Lieutenants, before we get into talking about Bourbon Heritage Month and celebrating some great spirits made here in the United States, we have to take a moment to remember the anniversary of 9-11. September 11th, 2001, as Dan Rather said so poignantly to open up his CBS Evening Newscast on September 11th, 2001, he said, September 11th, 2001, a day you will remember for as long as you live. And there is no question that those of us that were around on 9-11, many of us, most of us, we certainly remember where we were, what we were doing. And it is a little disturbing that many newspapers aren't even putting it on their front page. New York Times, New York Post, two New York City papers barely had any mention of it on their front page, which is, frankly, a little bit insulting and rather absurd. And on the 14th anniversary of 9-11, and I'm not going to get to it this week, I'm not going to get to it next week, but I will probably get to it either via a special televised broadcast or a podcast. Tell us why, tell you why. We are in big trouble in this country because we have forgotten about 9-11. We have forgotten about the terrorists. If you take a look at what the U.S. Congress, specifically the Senate, did on the eve of the 14th anniversary of 
with the Democrats conducting a filibuster, a filibuster not to even have a vote on the Iran deal, which is an absolutely absurd deal, giving $100 billion to the country that freely and proclaims we want to kill America, destroy America, and destroy Israel. It is ridiculous. I could go on and on today, but I'm not, because we have much to get to. We are jam-packed. We are loaded. But I do want to get into this one story about 9-11, because it is ever so pertinent. And it is disturbing, it is upsetting, and it is outrageous. Because colleges are now brainwashing college students into believing that 9-11 was our fault. The American, America-hating leftists, this is in the New York, New York Post that I want to share with you, American-hating leftist professors are systematically indoctrinating college kids into believing that it is our fault, that the United States deserve punishment for imperialism, and that the kids are too young to remember or understand what really happened that horrific day. Well, a college freshman who was 18 was four years old at the time. Now, they might not have remembered everything, but I'm sure that they're very familiar with the after effects of 9-11. And yesterday, MSNBC, I will give, I will give PMSNBC credit. They ran in real time from the time of the first attack 14 years ago until I think it was about maybe 1 o'clock. They rebroadcast their reports on MSNBC and NBC from 14 years ago. And I watched it again, and I remember exactly where I was. I remember the weather. I remember the time that I first heard it, my first inclination, my first reaction. I remember getting called into my flagship 970 WFLA to uh, assist on coverage. I remember everything very vividly. But to insinuate that we, the United States, are somehow responsible for the events of 9-11 is an absolute, it's disgusting. And here's a case in point at what is going on in college campuses today that is extremely perturb perturbing and disturbing. Freshman-level English classes are being taught at several major universities across the country entitled The Literature of 9-11. Now, does it focus on the writings of the families whose 3,000 well, those 3,000 people, their families, uh, uh, does, it, does, it, does it focus on any poetry? Does it focus on their writings, on what they went through? No. Does it focus on writings from citizens of the United States that reflect on what they went through? Oh, no. The literature of 9-11 focuses almost exclusively on writings from the perspective of the Islamic terrorists rather than on the 3,000 Americans who were executed and murdered, whose lives were extinguished by those bastards. The syllabus, which includes books like The Reluctant Fundamentalist and poems from Guantanamo, Detainees Speak, portray terrorists as freedom fighters driven by oppressive U.S. foreign policies. What a load of poppycock. At the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, a highly regarded institution of higher knowledge, they have adopted the curriculum. The 9-11 seminar is taught by University of North Carolina associate English professor Neil Ahuja, who specializes in post-colonial studies. And in Ahuja's 
ridiculous view, al-Qaeda terrorists are the real victims. Here's a quote. Abu Zubaydah's torture may be interpreted as simply one more example of the necropower of U.S. imperialism, the power to coerce and kill targeted populations, Ahuja wrote in a recent academic paper criticizing the war on terror. He says America's depiction of the 9-11 terrorists as monsters is merely an attempt to animalize them as insects and justify squashing them in a fantasy of justice. Well, Professor Ahuja, and I use the term very loosely, those terrorists were not monsters. Monsters are things you see on, in, 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 in movies that are made up. These people, these radical, fundamentalist, terrorist Muslims, let's call it for what it is, are the cretons of the world. They are subhuman. I won't even say they're pigs because that's an insult to pigs. They are the lowest form of existence. And when you say that we're animalizing them as insects, no, insects serve a purpose in this world we live in. Insects do different things that actually help the human species in many cases. I mean, look at bees. Yes, they sting humans once in a while, but bees are responsible for pollina- uh, pollinating plants and creating honey, and it's, 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 it's an insect. To compare a terrorist to an insect, I'm sorry, these Muslim terrorists, insects are fi- far, far higher on the food chain. He goes on to say that the colonial's construct of an animalized enemy dovetails with the work of mourning the nation after 9-11, which in the logic of security must be made perpetual and melancholic. To him, it's all cynically designed to justify more imperial violence against Muslim, Arab, and South Asian men. Well, guess what, Professor? The terrorists that we see today, the overwhelming majority, 99% of them, are Muslim. They are Arab. Not all terrorists are Muslim, and not all terrorists are Arab. But if 5% of Arabs or Muslims are terrorists, it's a huge damn number. And Professor Ahuja goes on to decry the U.S. colonization of Afghanistan, northwestern Pakistan, along with aerial bombing and indefinite detention of al-Qaeda terrorists at Gitmo. In other writings, the professor bashes Israel, no surprise, sides with Palestinian terrorists, further revealing his agenda. And for a university to give license to this nonsense, spewing this garbage, this absurd hate, is a dereliction of a university's duty. A group of concerned North Carolina students complained to administrators that the 9-11 course, which is also taught, by the way, at the University of Maryland, many other campuses, is being used to brainwash impressionable underclassmen. Quote, these readings offer points of view that justify terrorism, paint the United States and its government as wholly evil and immoral and desecrate the memory of the victims of the September 11th terrorist attacks. And that was written by UNC College Republicans as a group to Chancellor Carol Folt of UNC Chapel Hill. She said, there is, they go on to say there's not a single reading required that focuses on the lives of the victims, the victims' families, American soldiers, or American uh, soldiers' families. Nor is there a perspective that portrays the U.S. as acting in good faith before, during, or after the 9-11 attacks. Moreover, 
It does not teach students how to think. It teaches them what to think. And the material it presents is an apologetic, is unapologetic for the violence and murder against the United States. The university replied that freshmen should be exposed to differing points of view, even radical ones. Well, I have no problem with teaching with, with free speech, with an openness. But why is it on these college campuses that if you go out to, stay, uh, to st- say something or want to have a speech that doesn't meet the supposed standards of the liberal faculty or the students, then all of a sudden they, uh, they, 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 they march and they protest until the university cancels the speech. So that is an absolute load. And the university says it's part of the college experience. Part of the college experience is the opportunity to lo- learn from those who have differing points of view. And Carolina's first-year seminar program is part of that growth. And the university isn't forcing a set of beliefs on students. Well, they are indirectly. And the reason is because Professor Ahuja, in his class, when students disagree or students write something in a paper that he doesn't agree with, basically gives them low marks. And as one person wrote on one of the message boards about his class, agree with his stance in your papers. Avoid contradicting him openly. And what is happening is not isolated. These are people that want to conduct revisionist history. And we are letting them. Not everybody. I'm not. You're not. But this university is. I am all for open debate. I'm all for free speech. But to teach a course in which you are saying the United States is at fault for being attacked and terrorized is an outrage. And I wonder if how many of the students on the University of North Carolina campus or University of Maryland campus, if a woman was raped, if someone said, well, let's blame the woman that was raped because she dressed provocatively or she looked like she wanted to get laid. Let's see the outrage that would go on that college campus and every college campus. They would be outraged. They would be, they would be protesting. They would be sleeping in on the chancellor's residence and office. But yet, when it's coming to attack the United States of America and, 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 and hold these terrorists in high regard, nothing is done by the university administration or by the students. It is pathetic. It is sad. And it is outrageous. And let it be a lesson we should never forget what occurred. And to anyone that thinks the United States is at fault, hell to the no. Because whenever there's a problem around the world, whether there's a disaster or there's a refugee crisis like we're seeing in Europe now, who is the first country that people point to and say, we need your help. We need you to come in. It's the United States of America. End of discussion. Cigar Dave's exclusive telecast with the folks from Davidoff, North America, from the 2015 IPCPR at CigarDave.com. They discuss the brand new Davidoff Escorio, the Avo Synchro Nicaragua, the Camacho American Barrel Aged, and more. Watch these exclusive telecasts anytime on CigarDave.com. This is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar, 
like I do in the morning. I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild, smooth flavor. It's very, very balanced on your palate, and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth. It will entice you to enjoying more and more of the Vintage 99s. It's just a nice, great, balanced, smooth cigar. Look for it, the oldest Connecticut shape in the market today. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes store or the Google Play store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. How long I've been on? When you're drinking, when you're drinking, the show looks good to you. When you're drinking, and the pursuit of pleasure, it's the general cigar day. Ah, uh, the great Dean Martin soothing after my rant against those enemies of America on college campuses across the country. I love Dean, baby. Love Sinatra. And I love my American whiskey, which we're celebrating during Bourbon Heritage Month. And I've just pulled out a very unique bottle 
A bottle of Hudson New York corn whiskey, a 375 milliliter bottle, looks say like a pre-prohibition bottle. Now, why am I starting with New York corn whiskey? Well, first of all, as we know, for those of you who may not know, in order for bourbon to legally be called bourbon, it must be at least 51% corn in the mash. It must consist of 51% corn. Now, when bourbon, bourbon whiskey, is distilled, it comes out as a clear liquid. I can smell the alcohol, but it's clear. It looks like water. And then from there, it goes into new charred oak barrels, which then, over a period of time during maturation, and the spirit interacting with the wood, it gets its dark, brownish, caramel-looking color. So when you want to taste the actual spirit, moonshine was whiskey before it actually went in for any aging. So from Tuttleton Spirits, which is in the the Albany, the capital district of, of uh, New York State, it is their handcrafted Hudson New York corn whiskey. And this is a beautiful-looking product, 51% uh, corn. Actually, correction, it's made by uh, with 100% corn, so there's no rye. There is no barley. There's nothing else in here. So I'm going to pour a little bit in into my special whiskey snifter, and I'm going to stir it around just a little bit. Looks like water. If you didn't know, I'm smelling it. You can smell the sweetness of the corn. Now, this is going to be very sweet, so let me say cheers. Mm. Oh, and that's moonshine, but it's got a lot of sweetness. Definitely warmth on the way down. But I wanted to start today as I get ready to sample about six, seven different American whiskeys and bourbons. I wanted to start with where it all begins. And that is as a corn whiskey. So it's very, very sweet. A lot of warmth. Not overly alcoholy, but very nice. And when we come back, we'll conduct the National Cigar Lightation Ceremony. The September selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is the Alec Brandley New Brand Sampler. It includes the new Tempest Nicaragua, which is handmade with a choice Jalapa wrapper with Lajero and Viso long fillers from Esteli, Condega, and Jalapa. The rich and earthy profile is sure to satisfy fans of everything Nicaragua. It's easy to join the Officers Club to have these cigars shipped directly to you. Just log on to CigarDave.com. In the fertile fields of the Connecticut River Valley, there is still one cigar brand who grows their own Connecticut shade wrappers, Monte Cristo. Prized for its unique silky texture, this exquisite tobacco has now been used to craft a cigar worthy of its name, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut. Building on the legacy of the beloved Monte Cristo White series, this excellent medium to full-bodied cigar is rich, flavorful, and complex. Crafted with only the finest vintage 2008 wrapper leaves, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut Cigar has subtle notes of spices, vanilla, and hazelnuts. Packaged in a gorgeous handcrafted box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Pick up a Monte Cristo White Vintage today and experience the spirit of the valley. Surgeon General Warning. 
Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, the bourbon that I start correction, the whiskey, it is not bourbon because it is, well, it's made at least 51% of corn, but it is not aged in a new charred oak barrel. So, therefore, it is a corn whiskey. It is the Hudson New York Corn Whiskey. 100% New York corn. Nice sweetness. Not a lot of alcoholy type of flavor, but very smooth. I'll take another sip right here. Mm. So, I need a cigar that's going to accompany it, accompany it very nicely. Can't have something overpowering. Something that's going to have flavor, but that is not going to be super sharp. Super peppery, super spicy, and I've got the perfect cigar. It is the new Padron Damaso. That is D-A-M-A-S-O. Padron Damaso. It is an interesting story behind this brand because it is named after an influential ancestor of the Padron family who started growing cigar tobaccos in Cuba in the late 1800s. Damaso Padron who emigrated from the Canary Islands to Cuba, began farming a rental property in Las Obas, part of the Pinar del Rio province in western Cuba. And after enough time, he saved enough money to buy his own land. And eventually, he fathered 12 children. One of them, Francisco Padron, who then fathered Jose O. Padron, the founder of Padron Cigars. So a great-looking cigar. This is the first ever Padron that is wrapped in a Connecticut seed wrapper. It is a Nicaraguan filler and binder. It is a round cigar, it's not square or box pressed. A beautiful looking white band with padrone and gold and burgundy around the outside. A second band that indicates Damaso. Very, very lovely. Connecticut wrapper made in Nicaragua on the padrone factory. It is absolutely a lovely looking cigar and I was lucky to get about four of these at the Cigar Retailers Convention. Comes in four sizes. El Busto, 5x50, which I will enjoy today. The number 15 Toro, 6x52. The number 17, 7x54. And the number 8, 5.5x46. And I've got the Robusto in my hand. Suggested retail for this particular cigar is on the Robusto is about, uh, I want to say... 
Mm, let's see. $13 or so, $12, $13. It's not an inexpensive cigar, but it is very well worth it. And, in fact, they're making these Padron Damasos in a separate part of the Padron factory. First time ever using a Connecticut wrapper. Very smooth, very pleasant indeed. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready to go. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, I've got my anti-enemy of pleasure litation device because as a pinch, there's a special afterburner on here that if you kick it in high enough, this will uh, act as a flamethrower, and this will eliminate any threat of the enemies of pleasure coming in your humidor or command center alpha. That's what I will use today. Cigar, Cigar pre-litation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut. And as I'm looking at one of the six monitors, well, looky, looky. The Florida State Seminoles are tied with the University of South Florida 7-7. And I've got the University of Buffalo Bulls. If I'm not rooting for Syracuse and I'm not rooting for Florida State, i got to root for the Buffalo Bulls. And, of course, my Buffalo Bills tomorrow. They're playing Penn State, and I hope they smack down the Pussy Lions of Penn State. All right, I will now toast the foot of this Padron Damaso. Beautiful-looking cigar. Tell you what, i got to admit, I cheated. I had one Thursday. Could not wait. Had to get uh, my succulent lips and palate around this beauty. Now, it's very smooth. There's a lot of flavor. Little bit of spiciness, but not overpowering. It's definitely not a super mild cigar. You think Connecticut mild? No, this is medium in flavor. This is a nice Nicaraguan Padron with a very unique twist. I will puff and rotate. Mm. Very nice. I blow on the foot of the cigar, a little touch-up area here. Even amber glow across the foot of my cigar. And I just received an email from Lieutenant Steve. He said, General, I just got my paramedic license. I'm looking for a great cigar to celebrate with. Any recommendations? I prefer a medium-bodied cigar. Stephen, first of all, congratulations. Second of all, it is perfect timing. It is karma because the Padron Damaso that I'm smoking right now is a perfect medium-bodied cigar. It's a special occasion cigar. So pick one of those up. Outstanding cigar. If they sell Padrones, they'll be selling this Padron Damaso, one of the hot new cigars that was launched at the Cigar Retailers Convention. All right, lieutenants, before I go to the calls here, there's something I would like to get to. First of all, this is, uh, as may, many of you know, we have our great crew from Colonel Ange, Captain Paul, we've got Voice Talent Ed, we've got Colonel Mick the Brit, we've got Exo Tim, Puff Muffin, we've got the entire crew, Captain Paul, everybody. We've got the entire crew, and we added a new crew member at the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water in mid-August in the Buffalo Theater of Operations. And that was Private G, who received his official Cigar Dave Show crew shirt embroidered with Private G on the chest. Well, Private G, before school started last week, was on Intel and Recon Maneuvers in the Corning New York Theater of Operations, home of Corning Glass. Have not been to Corning in ages. But there he's with his Uncle Mark down there, and they were scouring it out. And as they are approaching one of the main streets in Corning, what do they see? Brown's Cigar Store. 
a legendary cigar store, been around for many years. In fact, if you go to Brown Cigar Store in Corning, New York, where I know they are listening right now, and uh, you will see a letter that I dictated on January 7th of 2009 to Terry Smith of W.E. Brown & Company at 8 West Correction, 6 West Market Street in Corning, accepting my congratulations on reaching a truly remarkable milestone, the 120th anniversary of Brown Cigar Store. Founded in 1889, it is still going strong, and I received a full report from Colonel Ange via Private G., saying that he and his uncle went in there, and Private G walked in very proudly, of course, saying to the uh, to the manager of the owner, saying, do you know who the general is? And they said, do we know who the general is? Of course we know who the general is. And he proceeded to say, well, Colonel Ange is my father, and I am Private G. And they made him feel very welcome. He and his uncle spent a few hours there, and they really enjoyed the place. Now, Private G's still got, I think, about five or six years till he can enjoy a, a cigar legally at Brown Cigar Store. But it will be worth the wait, Private G. That I can guarantee you. But he walked in, and to be sure that he captured the moment in history and to show that he indeed lived up to his duties in the Alpha Army, he took a picture in front after recon and intel maneuvers with a snappy salute to all the Alpha Army reporting for duty front and center from Brown Cigar Store in Corning. And we will post that at CigarDave.com and on Facebook and Twitter right now. The only question I have for Private G that could be subject to a court-martial is when on Intel and Recon Maneuvers, why did you not have your new Cigar Dave crew shirt on? The only thing I can think of is that he was looking for enemies of pleasure in the Corning Theater of Operations, and he wanted to remain very incognito. He wanted to make sure he was going underneath the radar, very stealth. And, in fact, he's wearing a happy, happy, happy shirt in the picture. And I assure you that the enemies of pleasure would never in a million years, looking at that shirt, realize that Private G is indeed a member of the Cigar Dave crew on classified intel recon maneuvers, fighting the enemies of pleasure. In fact, I would venture to say most enemies of pleasure couldn't spell the word happy, let alone write it down. So, Private G with the snappy salute. Great to uh, see Private G upholding the standards of being an officer in the Alpha Army and representing the Cigar Dave Show. And my understanding is the folks at Browns treated them fantastically well. Were there for several hours and had a great time. So, congratulations to Private G. Job well done. You will see the great picture of Private G. And also to Browns, I understand that uh, they listen to us every week. We've got a great affiliate in the uh, Finger Lakes region of New York's great multiple affiliates, the Finger Lakes Radio Network. So we are thrilled. Know that area very well. And to Browns and to Private G, job well done. Let's do this. Take a quick call or two. Let's say hello to Matt up in Tennessee. You are front and center. Long house, General. How you doing? Fantastic. Sir? Back at you. I got something that may want to uh you may want to laugh at but before i do that about your monologue yes sir uh, about how have we forgotten about 911 um uh, i know it's not your genre of music but country music has a guy named uh, Daryl Worley and that's exactly the name of one of his songs have you forgotten about 911 well i'll tell you what, we will we will dig that out sergeant steve will will indeed dig that out no question about it and and you know the thing about this is that what amazes me is how quickly people forget. They forget, and it wasn't that long ago, 14 years ago. Many people that today 
are now in their 20s. They were, let's say, 10 years old, 12 years old. That's old enough to remember because it is. it was such a tragic and horrifying event that was all over the news, people talking about it, families, that to forget it is is inexcusable. It really is. And for this class to be taught, blaming the United States. And I said, and I, I, I said this to Sergeant Steve during the break. I said, you know, all these universities, these campuses are for freedom of thought and freedom of ideas and freedom of expression. Yet, if Ann Coulter would show up on the UNC, the University of North Carolina campus, there'd be protests. They'd be jumping up and down, demanding that, uh, that, that she not be able to speak because she preaches hate, which is a load of bull. And you know what? The university would capitulate and cancel her speech. But when it comes to a radical Muslim professor that is teaching terrorism 101, they allow that to continue. That is offensive to me as an American. Now, see, I remember on that day I was in my Class A uniform. I was burying my first wife's uh, stepdad in, uh, uh, in Pennsylvania because he had done two tours of Vietnam with the 82nd Airborne. So I remember that day very, very well. But uh, to, to the reason, the reason that I had actually given you a call, I wanted to give somebody some laughter. You know, this whole thing, there's, there's domestic abuse going around all over all the time. Men can be victims of it as well. Absolutely. There's no disagreement there. And the only reason I say this is because late Sunday night, early Monday morning, my wife tried to rip off my three best friends. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about there. Oh. Yes. Oh, yes, little train. Sir. Is that what it is? And so she okay. was arrested that night and uh, early morning. And since then, I've been a single daddy. And let me tell you, I've been real happy with it. <laughs> My little four-and-a-half-year-old girl, man, we have bonded so close. Well, when life. you said she ripped off your friends, I think I may have misconstrued what exactly you were saying. Now, can you be more specific? Grabbing, twisting, punching, and literally trying to rip the, 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 the testicles and penis off. Wait, wait. How did this happen? Was there alcohol involved? There was no alcohol involved. She turned out to, she's proven herself to be quite the psycho. Ah, well, apparently so. So she was arrested and she, was, she is in jail? Uh, she's bonded out. She, and uh, part of her bond conditions is, is she cannot contact me. Or my daughter. Well, well, you're exactly right. You, you, Matt, I'll tell you what. We always hear about, you know, the, the women love to jump up and down and say there's, you know, violence on men and the war on, or uh, men against women with violence and the war on women. And there's no question that it exists. Uh, do I think in many instances that that does it exist in the majority? No. It's, I think, a small percentage. But nonetheless, if it is a small percentage, it's still serious. But there seems to be a double standard. Because what you just went through, where she attacked your friends and was clearly arrested, so the police didn't take that lightly, there is a double standard. There's no question about it. In fact, uh, I recall reading a story just about uh, beginning of this, yeah, about January, well, maybe it was the end of last year, last December, January, where someone in the uh, in the uh, Tampa Bay area, wife uh, uh, lured him home and, and shot him twice. Now, he lived. She was arrested for first-degree uh, attempt of first degree murder, 
and uh, I believe she's still behind bars and is going to be behind bars for a long, long time. But there's no question it works both ways. And for whatever reason, there is a double standard. But, Matt, I appreciate you bringing that up. I think the biggest reason there is is because there is a stigma attached to it. And I think most men are afraid to, to say anything that, yeah, she attacked me. Well, if it happens, then you should uh, say something. No question about it. Matt, here's what I'd like to do for you. Yes, sir. Uh, so clearly you, you seem happy that she's not, not, not living, residing with you anymore. Are you kidding me? I've never been happier. Beautiful. Well, Matt, how about a celebratory cigar? How about I send you the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut, a beautiful cigar, Connecticut shade wrapper, slightly different blend than the Monte Cristo, but uses a vintage wrapper, very nice celebratory cigar. We'll send that out to you to enjoy, Matt. Thank you very much, General. I appreciate it big time. My pleasure. 877-DAVE-007-877-328-3007. Just received a tweet from Lieutenant John saying, succulent lips are not alpha. And he is clearly referring to me saying that the cigar hitting my succulent lips, or maybe it was my whiskey, whatever it was. Well, I must disagree with you. And the harem disagrees with you, John, because all 32 of them say I have absolutely luscious and succulent lips. The 2015 Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock is Saturday, November 21st at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tampa. The Alpha Male Good Life Maneuvers are presented by Davidoff and distilled by Jack Daniels. Your VIP tickets to the Alpha Pleasure Fest include Davidoff Cigars, Jack Daniels Libations, a scrumptious buffet fit for an Alpha Male, a special gift from Cigar Dave, and so much more. Tickets are on sale now at CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar-making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. In this difficult and challenging time, when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is going to be the bootlegger's dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple capped using a broadleaf wrapper, and a Mexican wrapper from the San Andreas Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich, it's complex, it's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. 
full of flavor. This cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy, and you're going to bootleg, and that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it. I promise you're going to love it. Some things worth fighting for. What about our freedom and this piece of ground? We didn't get to keep them by backing down. They say we don't realize the mess we're getting in. Before you start to preaching, let me ask you this, my friend. This is Have You Forgotten by Daryl Worley that Matt in Tennessee brought up. We've got it, and so we wanted to play that. We haven't forgotten here on the Cigar Dave Show. I know the Alpha Army certainly has not forgotten. Let's say hello to Bryce in the Tampa Bay area. You are front and center. Long ass, General. Back at you. Yeah, so uh, listening to your monologue, the 911 with those college campuses, I just... I want to say that I can't believe it, but I, but I still can believe it. The way the college campuses and the whole liberal way of thinking has been since nine one one, and even before that, you know. Um, and, I, I, and the sad thing is, it doesn't just go with the college campuses because where I work, I've talked to you this about about my my job before, and you know, people thinking that uh, Israel doesn't have any rights, and it's just. It, it, it's almost sickening sometimes to hear uh, my office full of libs. And, well, and you know what it is? Because they're misinformed. They're misguided. They're uninformed. They're, they're, they have no clue. They don't get it. And, and, and as no. I say to people, I, I, I use this analogy. I said, for example, let's say that you lived in Detroit and the Canadians were lobbing over missiles, hundreds of missiles every day from Windsor, Ontario. How, how, how quickly do you think the U.S. would respond to that? Now, clearly the Canadians would never do that, and we would never do that to Canada. But in the, as an analogy, how quickly do you think we would say, we're not going to fire back in, in direct proportion. We're going to clobber them. We're going to stop it. And so yeah. people are – you have to remember, I really believe this, and I'm not talking about alpha Americans here. I'm not talking about alpha males. I'm not talking about many of the females that obviously enjoy alpha males and love the alpha and the good life. But you have to remember – that a large percentage of American people are misinformed and they're dumb. And I'm not saying that to be snide. I'm not saying that to be rude, but it's the truth. I always go by the assumption when I deal with, with people, now, not everybody, but in many cases when you're dealing with when I'm traveling or certain things, I always go under the impression that they're incredibly dumb, they're incredibly stupid, and that I have to remind them over and over and spoon-feed them something to get it done right. And I find that when I don't do that, something always gets screwed up. Now, I'm not talking about everybody. I'm not talking about the people front and center here at uh, Command Center Alpha. But you know this. You see people out there like this. And for those of you that are listening, you know what I'm talking about. They don't have common sense. Their head is in their ass. They're dumb. And so 
When you see people like this, you have to realize they're uneducated, they're misguided, and misinformed, and it's pathetic. And I always say, one year of mandatory service in the armed forces or community service would change this country dramatically and make us far more appreciative of what we have and make people open their eyes to how the world really works. Tell you what I want to do for you, Bryce. I'd like to send you out the August Officers Club selection of the new Casa Torrent Maduros. They are fantastic cigars. They are coming your way. Lieutenants, we will continue with celebrating Bourbon Heritage Month. I am way behind on my American whiskey tastings. I got five or six to go. We'll lead it off on the next hour, front and center on the Cigar Dave Show. This is CCRN. The Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, I'm just sending out a tweet, lieutenants, showing you the two bourbons that I am about to lead our number two of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show off with a bottle of Jim Beam Black, double-aged eight, which they don't make anymore. I received word a year ago privately that that was the case, so what did I do? I stocked up. I'm good for about the next 10 years. And I've also got the new Jim Beam Signature Craft 12. Small batch to the right. And I will lead off with these two magnificent bourbons, lieutenants, as we celebrate Bourbon Heritage Month. But we do so not only celebrating Kentucky bourbons, but all American whiskeys. And later in this hour, we'll be joined by Nino Marchetti, the founder of thewhiskeywash.com, a great site for whiskey and bourbon information. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show. Lieutenants, lines are jammed at 877-DAVE-007-877-328-3007. By all means, check CigarDave.com on a daily basis and stay connected with us. So sign up for Facebook, Twitter, our YouTube channel, Instagram, you name it. We've got it. It is all front and center at CigarDave.com. I do want to remind you, lieutenants, that we are just about three months away from the 2015 Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock. Two, mo- two months. Oh, you're right. You're exactly right. I forgot we're in September already. We are fast approaching, lieutenants. We are uh, just around two months away. It is the earliest we have ever opened up ticket sales for one of our events. And we're going to these Alpha Pleasure Fest events across the country. The one in Buffalo mid-August was a huge hit. This is our second year at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in the Cigar City of Tampa. Saturday, November 21st, 2015, the Saturday before Thanksgiving. You will want to be front and center with us and talk about ticket sales going through the roof. Our executive cabana for $10, $3,500 sold out. Our Junior Cabana Suites for six, two of those, uh, $1,800 apiece, gone. We are sold out of the Executive Cabanas. They sold out in about 30 minutes. I could not believe it. But we have a great 
show planned for you. A great day. Chef Bill from the Hard Rock going to make a sumptuous alpha male buffet. You will get a beautiful Cigar Dave duffel bag that is filled with a bottle of Woodford Reserve and some craft beers and great cigars from Davidoff and Avo Cigars. We will have samplings of about five, six different whiskeys and bourbons and beers. It is going to be a magnificent day. All-inclusive ticket price, $160. Includes two adult libations, all the samplings of the bourbons, the spirits. It's going to be a great day. It is going to be a fantastic day, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. The live show is noon to 2. Our entire crew will be there. No word if Private G will be making the trip. However, we know that uh, the rest of the crew will be front and center. So, lieutenants... Go to CigarDave.com right now. Make sure that you sign up because tickets will be going quickly. We were sold out in Buffalo. I had about 70 requests the uh, two, three days before the event. I said, sorry, we are sold out. People very upset they could not get tickets. It is a fun day. All right, lieutenants, let's talk about bourbon. Let's talk about American whiskeys. Let's talk about Tennessee whiskeys. Let's talk about straight whiskeys. Let me give you just a little bit of a primer on bourbon and on whiskeys. And by the way, next week I will sample another five or six whiskeys. And then in two weeks we will conduct our huge bourbon tasting maneuver show with Sommelier Day. We've got a huge show planned for that. But let's talk about bourbon whiskeys. And let's start with the basics. What is bourbon? It is, first and foremost, an American whiskey. A barrel-aged distilled spirit made primarily from corn. And by law, By federal U.S. law, it must be made with at least 51% corn. Further, to be called bourbon whiskey, it must be aged in new white oak, charred oak barrels. The name of bourbon derives from its historical association with an area known as Old Bourbon, around what is now Bourbon County, Kentucky, which in turn was named after the French House of Bourbon, a royal family. Bourbon has been produced since the 18th century. While it may be available anywhere in the United States, it is primarily associated with being made in Kentucky. But bourbon can be made anywhere in the country, so long as, number one, at least 51% of the mash bill is corn, and it is aged in new white charred oak barrels. Now, when we talk about the specifics of bourbon... The initial distillation may be no more, by U.S. law, no more than 160 proof or 80% alcohol by volume. And it must enter the barrel for aging at no more than 125 proof or 62.5% alcohol by volume. And when the whiskey is bottled, when the bourbon is bottled, it it must have a minimum of 80 proof or more, meaning 40% alcohol by volume. Now, there's no specific duration for aging bourbon, but... It must be aged for a period of time. Bourbon that has been aged for a minimum of two years and does not have added coloring, flavoring, or other spirits may be called straight bourbon, which brings us into what is straight bourbon. What is straight whiskey? It is basically bourbon that has been stored in charred new oak barrels for at least two years. You can have what's called corn whiskey, which is not bourbon, but can be made, could be aged in used oak barrels, used charred oak barrels. And a straight whiskey that has been aged 
for less than four years is required by federal law to be labeled with an age statement describing the actual age of the product. So when you see on a bottle of bourbon that it is bourbon uh, uh, Kentucky straight whiskey without an age statement, aged a minimum of four years. And if the bourbon on the label, let's say there is a blend of bourbons, a blended bourbon, then the youngest bourbon in the bottle is what you put on the age. So, for example, if there is a bourbon that is aged four years, a bourbon aged eight years, and a bourbon aged ten years, you put the bourbon aged a minimum of four years. Now, to me, I'm a purist. I don't like the honey, the, 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 the cinnamon, the maple, any of that nonsense. I want the real deal. And in order for a bourbon to be a bourbon, it cannot have anything except the actual mash bill that has been, that has been fermented, that has been aged, and water to cut it. So when it comes out of the, the barrel, they add water to cut it. Otherwise, the proof would be far too high. So when a... For example, let's say Jim Beam has their uh, their honey, or or you see, for example, uh, Jack Daniels, which by the way is a Tennessee whiskey. We'll get into the nuances in the next couple of weeks. They've got their honey or their their cinnamon, their fire, whatever they call it. You cannot call it bourbon. It is a flavored liqueur. So you may think it's bourbon, but technically it is not bourbon. And a couple of interesting facts about bourbon. Some things you may not know. There are more barrels of bourbon aging in Kentucky right now. Estimates are just under 6 million than there are residents of the state of Kentucky. And last year, this is a very interesting fact, there were 1.3 million barrels filled in 2014, the largest bourbon production year since 1970. And it is incredible, the growth of bourbon. And one of the reasons why Jim Beam, they're black, they're not doing their double-aged eight year, well, because there's a huge demand for bourbon, and they want to get that out as soon as they can. So now let's look a little bit. I'm going to take a couple of tastes here before we take our little time out. Then we're going to come back, and we are jammed with calls, so we will get to everybody. So first, I'm going to take a little bit of my Jim Beam black. So let's talk about this beautiful, magnificent-looking this magnificent-looking double-aged eight-year Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. It is 86 proof, 43% alcohol by volume. This is the premium 86 proof double-aged from Jim Beam, made up until the end of last year, aged eight years in new charred white oak barrels, as we know. That is twice as long as the original Jim Beam. The four extra years of aging give Jim Beam Black a very unique full-bodied flavor with some nice caramel and warm oak notes on the palate. And I got the word around last September, October, an event that I attended saying, General, I know you like the Jim Beam black double-aged eight-year. Picks as much up as you can because they're going to replace it with just their Jim Beam black. And they really don't have an aging statement on there. So it's an 86 proof, but realistically, it's probably a four, maybe a five, six-year-old bourbon, but it is not the eight years. So let me... First of all, swish this around. It's got a beautiful, nice caramel color. I will smell the aroma here. Nice corn. A little caramel, little sweetness. Let me say cheers. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Now, I do what's called the Kentucky Chew. And what you do there, you chew the bourbon. You want it to round out the palate. You want it to get to the back of the, of the tongue. You want it to swish around the palate. You want to capture the essence of the bourbon before you swallow it. Now, let me take another sip of this because this is the additional four years of aging. For eight years, give it a very hearty flavor and major warmth factor on the way down. Take another sip. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, a lot of warm oakiness, full-bodied, a lot of spice, little pepper notes on the way down. On the exclusive patented CDWF, the Cigar Dave Warm Factor, that's a solid 9.4 going down. Now, let me take the cigar, or correction, the Jim Beam Signature Craft. This is their small batch. They've come out with a small batch bourbon. It is Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey aged for not eight years, but 12 years. 86 proof, 43% alcohol by volume. So it is the same proof as the Jim Beam Black Double Aged, or now what they just call the Jim Beam Black Extra Aged. So let me take this now. Beautiful looking bottle. Definitely a different looking bottle than the regular Jim Beam. And as I look at the color, it's a tad bit on the more caramel brown side, more tan, a little deeper in terms of hue, because again, when it's four years aged extra in the barrel for 12 years total, you're going to have more interaction with that wood, with that charred wood. So let me say cheers on this one. Mm. Mm. Very nice aroma on the palate. Say, mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Not interesting. Not as sharp. Not as spicy. But more tangy, little tangier type of flavor. A little bit more citrus note on the palate. Take another sip here. Mm. Wow, that's good. Now, for tasting purposes, lieutenants, I never cut or add branch, which is water, to any of my bourbons or American whiskeys. Because in order for me to get the true taste on the palate, I must have the absolute clean, uninterrupted spirit in my mouth. I must be able to discern the various notes, the various highlights coming out of the barrel, and I can only do that when it is uncut further. Now, if you were to have barrel strength, you know, barrel strength, you're talking about 60, 62, 65% alcohol by volume. That is some major sizzle on the palate. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. A ton of sizzle. So if we take a look, lieutenants, at the Two different spirits that I just had, the Jim Beam Black. And I think this is probably in the, I think it's probably in the $45 area. And I can't remember what I paid for the signature craft, but I think it was, well, maybe the Jim Beam Double Aged Black was probably in the $35 area. And I think the signature craft was about 50 bucks, somewhere in that area. Both very, very nice. Jim Beam makes excellent bourbons. There's no question about it. It's owned by a Japanese company now. Donald Trump talks about the Japanese coming in. Well, they now own Jim Beam. I may have to boycott Jim Beam. I'm just kidding. But it is a very, very nicely balanced set of bourbons. The Jim Beam Black Double Aged 8, if you can find it, get it. The new Jim Beam Signature Craft, very, very pleasant. And even if you go with a regular, good old-fashioned Jim Beam, the regular four-year-old straight bourbon, you can't go wrong. It is very nice indeed. Lieutenants, we'll take a short time out. When we come back, we will hit the phones. Bottom of the hour, Nino Marchetti of the WhiskeyWash.com will join us. 
Watch Cigar Dave's exclusive live telecast with Jonathan Drew and Drew Estate Cigars from the 2015 IPCPR at CigarDave.com. The General and JD discuss the new Undercrown Shade, the Nico Rustica, the Norteña Edition Limitada Churchill, and more. Watch these exclusive telecasts anytime on CigarDave.com. story that made the cigar. The cigar that made history. 80 years ago, Monte Cristo began a legacy of crafting only the finest cigars. Now, that legacy is honored by the very special, extremely limited edition Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar. Crafted for the first time, Dominican Pelotico Tobacco. Grown from seeds hand-carried from Cuba by Pepe Mendez. This exclusive cigar is like no other, rolled in a dark and oily Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. The Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar features a rich, fuller-bodied, and wonderfully complex smoke. Packaged in an elegant handmade box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Honor the legacy with the Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Wow, the new Super Lee Harrow from Rocky Patel. That's right. This seed took years of development. This is a new varietal from Costa Rica. Years of planning, years of research, and working with the Placencia family, we have a seed called the Super Ligero. That's the magic in this new cigar. This cigar has a unique wrapper from St. Augustine from the mountains of Honduras. That's right, Nemish, and that's why this cigar is so special, because it has a character that is very, very different than all of the cigars. In fact, whether you're a novice, amateur, professional, full-body smoker, you're gonna love this cigar. Because this character with the Super Ligero and the St. Augustine wrapper just delivers a lot of unique flavors that everyone's gonna enjoy. Look for it in your local retailers coming this October. Small shack in Kentucky, I've lived most of my life. And I do things my own way, I don't take no one's advice. I'm a simple man, an honest man, I get along just fine. When times are tough, 
Alpha male pleasure maneuvers are now in progress. Please enjoy the Cigar Dave experience. The Lord above, the rifle I love, the sour mash alcohol. Give me strength. A little bourbon-related entertainment here, Lieutenants. Let's say hello to Jim, front and center in the Sunshine State. Uh, long ashes to you, General. Back at you. Um, I'm a Jim Beam myself, but you know, I've always wondered... In the making of bourbon, does it matter what variety of corn is used? Brandy is, can, is uh, distilled from grape wine, but they never say what kind of grapes. Maybe you or your expert could answer it about the variety of corn they use. Well, a- absolutely. There's no question about it. For example, the Hudson New York uh, Corn Whiskey, they use many of the distillers in New York. New York ironically, is very anti-business. But when it comes to the distilleries, they're actually very uh, uh, pro-distillery friendly. And there is many exemptions that if they use at least, source at least, I think, 80 or 90% of their their raw materials, such as the corn from New York State Farms, there's all sorts of different uh, uh, regulatory breaks that they get. And the Tuttleton Distillery uses corn that's made very that's grown very close to their distillery because they find that it's very sweet and adds a, a unique uh, flavor. There are multiple varieties of corn, and certainly where you grow it makes a difference. Now, is it as is it as uh, specific as say some sort of hops that are used or other sorts of uh, let's say uh, wrapper filler binder and cigars? Maybe not necessarily, but it definitely does make a difference. But that is very interesting, and we will have one of the uh, master distillers on next week, and we will certainly broach that with him. Bring that up to him. And uh, by the way, I really enjoyed your little tutorial at the beginning of this hour. You gave me a lot of facts about bourbon that I really wasn't aware of, and I, I, I really enjoyed that. I found it informative and entertaining. Well, I appreciate that, Jim. That's what we're here for as the... Uh, as the guru of the alpha male good life, it is incumbent upon me to spread the good life gospel. And that's what we want to do. We want to educate. We want to inform. We want to entertain. We want to make enjoying cigars and spirits pleasurable. And that's exactly what we do. And Jim, you like One your Jim? One more favor. You got a, ten like seconds. Ask, ten seconds. I'd like to ask of you, Dave, to give your friend Kitty a nice warm hug for me. Oh, I'll give Miss Kate more than that, Jim. Don't you worry about that. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you out a cigar that will pair perfectly with your Jim Beam, and that is the Romeo e Giulietta Aging Room, a collaboration between Boutique Blends and Altatus USA. Stand by, Jim. Coming your way. Lieutenants, we'll continue right around the corner. Stand by. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Alec Bradley New Brand Sampler. It includes the brand new Alec Bradley Sanctum. The Costa Rican binder has a great body, while the Colombian tobaccos add to the aroma. Combined with tobaccos from Honduras and Nicaragua for a four-country blend that's as complex as it is unique. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. 
Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. The foremost authority on cigars, spirits, diversions, and the good life, the General Cigar Dave. We will be joined in just a few moments by Nino Marchetti. Founder of the WhiskeyWash.com, a great site with reviews on whiskeys and bourbons and scotch and uh, just very, very informative site. We're going to talk with him about uh, the world of bourbon and American whiskeys momentarily. But first, let's bang out a couple of more calls. David in Mississippi, you are front and center. Welcome. Hey, thank you, General. Long ashes to you. Back at you. Hey, I had a couple of uh, a two-part question actually. Um, I'm I'm looking for a recommendation for a, a humidor, um, and uh, I've, I've been out of out of smoking cigars for a while and, and trying to get back into it. And uh, I find that it, it's a lot like working out. We used to be able to lift a lot of weight, and then you go back and try to lift the same weight, and you can't do it anymore. So I'm looking for a good a good uh, recommendation for a mild cigar uh, to kind of ease me back into it. Um, and, and, and also speak, uh, if you would, to the humidor. Okay, humidor, the most important thing is, there's, there's a lot of brands out there, the most important thing is look for fit and finish. You want to make sure that the seal is good, you want to make sure that the, the cedar, either Brit or, uh, Spanish or Lebanese uh, cedar, that's what you want to look for. Spanish cedar, you want to look for that. No American cedar, obviously, it's too pungent. The other thing is, just make sure that you, you can spend anywhere from $50 to thousands and thousands of dollars on a humidor. The most important thing for any humidor is that it maintains the humidity in your humidor and make sure that uh, it, it maintains your cigars properly. 70 degrees, 70% relative humidity. Anything after that is cosmetic. So what I would do is this. Go online. Go, go to your local retailer. There's tons of places that sell humidors. Look around. First of all, decide on a size, a price point, and then from there, you want to make sure that it's got a nice seal. You want to check the hinges. That would be my recommendation. In terms of mild-bodied cigars, there is a ton of great cigars. I just talked about the Romeo e Giulietta Aging Room. The Romeo e Giulietta Reserva Real, without any question, is one of the most pleasant, mild, but flavorful cigars out there. It is a huge seller. The Rocky Patel Vintage Connecticut 99. You certainly cannot go go wrong with. Uh, if you take a look at Perdomo, their Perdomo 
Connecticut, their uh, Perdomo Reserve, not, uh, uh, Connecticut is an excellent mild-flavored cigar, their champagne. So any of those cigars you certainly cannot go wrong with. In terms of, of a more super-premium cigar, Diamond Crown is a mild but flavorful cigar. Same thing with the Monte Cristo or the Monte Cristo White. You certainly can't go wrong with any of them. And here's what I'll do for you. I'll send you out some of the Rocky Patel Vintage Connecticut 99s. You go out and pick up the humidor to stick those cigars in. How's that? All right, sounds great, General. Thank you. Stand by. Miss Kate will get your information. Wayne, up in the Western New York Theater of Operations, my hometown area. You are front and center, Wayne. Hello, General. Many and via screens and many, many, many more to you, sir. Back at you and go Bills, baby. Yeah, well, I hope so this year. I hope so. Honest to God, it's been a long, long, long dry out season. You know uh, I mean? I've got a good feeling about this year, Wayne. I'm telling you right now, i got a good feeling. You know, I was going back and forth with it. First, I was not happy with them getting Rex Ryan. I wanted the other guy, but Rex Ryan has brought electricity to that uh, whole field of players that's not been there for years. So, uh, shut my mouth. I hope he proves me wrong. I really, truly do. I hope I can call back at the end of the season and say, I was so doggone wrong, you know? Hey, that's but, a good problem to have, that that, that we, we excel farther than our expectations. We can only hope. <laughs> it's I know. If, if they do bad, I'll buy the wings. If they do good, you buy the wings. How's that? Uh, there you go. <laughs> Sounds like a winner. What can hey, we do I for you? Make, I did not make it to the uh, big shindig up here, and I had the ticket the whole nine yards, and I ended up working like I'm doing now. So I, Oh, I you're kidding. It. No, as a matter of fact, that weekend was totally planned. Cigar Mom was going to come along in the RV. We're going to bring the cigar dogs with us, and we're going to spend the morning with you. Then we're going to go to uh, – Ohio for the drag races in the afternoon. I know Obama wouldn't like that, but oh well. And, uh, <laughs> well, Wayne, I'll know. tell you what. We're, we're sorry that you missed it, but I'll tell you what I'll do for you. Uh, we're going to send you out. Uh, you know what, Miss Kate? Here's what I'd like you to do. Let's put a, a nice uh, assortment of the new Rocky Patel cigars. So I'm going to send you uh, some of the Rocky Patel 20th anniversary. I'm going to send you out some of the new Rocky Patel sun-grown Maduro, and we will send you the new... Tabaquero by Hamlet that we launched at the show back in mid-August in Buffalo. So, Wayne, stand by. We'll get those out to you. Sorry we missed you. Hope you make it next year. you got to make it a priority, my friend. Hey, not only that, is I'm going to be seeing you down in a couple months down in Tampa because that's my future home down there. Beautiful. Well, well, make sure you come up and say hello at the Alpha Pleasure Fest at the Hard Rock on uh, Saturday, November 21st. Wayne, we appreciate Absolutely. it. Go, Bills. Look, look forward to seeing you. God bless, General. All right, you too. All right, let us welcome now, all the way from Portland, Oregon, Nino Marchetti, the founder of thewhiskeywash.com. Nino, welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. Thank you. Long actions to you, General, and thanks for having me on today to talk about whiskey. My pleasure. Well, first of all, I have to tell you, I don't know how I discovered your site. Somewhere along the line, I discovered it, and I think it's, without any question, one of the uh, most informative and well-written of all the sites. You have a large cadre of contributors who really are clearly passionate about their whiskeys. Thank you. Yeah, definitely the whole idea with the whiskey wash is to been bringing together people that love to write about whiskey and share their thoughts and feelings on the whiskeys that we both talk about as new releases as well as things we review as whiskey samples. And uh, i got to say, we do a lot of whiskey reviews these days. We're You're definitely sure? enjoying ourselves. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I started off today with the Hudson New York Corn Whiskey, because I wanted to really start it with really just the base, uh, you know, the, that, that, that actual corn spirit. Uh, and then we went into the 
what did I go into next? I went into the Jim Beam Black Double Aged 8, which they no longer manufacture. Mm-hmm. The went into the new Jim Beam Signature Craft 12, which I found very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to try a new spirit, actually right across from... Uh, for, uh, across from the Cigar City of Tampa in St. Petersburg, there is a new distillery opened up a year ago called Old St. Pete Distillery. Mm-hmm. And they have their Old St. Pete Sweet Corn Whiskey. Now, it's not a bourbon whiskey because it has not been aged for very long and not, I don't, I don't believe, in a charred oak barrel. But I'm going to open this up and I'm going to pour a little bit. It's got uh, a nice, looks like a Prohibition-era bottle. Very, very mm-hmm. nice. And I'm just going to now. This is batch number seven, bottle number 225. It is 44% alcohol by volume. Runs about $40. Uh, locally, there are a number of retailers that carry it here in the Tampa Bay area and around Florida. Let me just take a sniff. Well, right off the bat, I can tell you that this is very young because it it, it smells almost like corn whiskey that hasn't been aged. And it's very light tan in color. I would venture maybe this is aged two, three months so it's a, a baby whiskey. I'll say cheers, and I'll take a little sip. Mm. Nino, I got to tell you, this isn't bad. It's a little sharp. Definitely mm-hmm. tastes like a corn whiskey. Not a lot of aging to it. But as they continue to produce, I'm sure they're laying stuff away so that in two, three, four years, they'll actually be able to make a, a proper bourbon whiskey. But we're seeing more and more distilleries now that are opening up. But I want to make the, character, the distinction, as you know, there's a lot of confusion. There are many distilleries like Old St. Pete that has opened up that distill their own products, but mm-hmm. there are many companies that come out saying they have distilleries when they don't, and they're buying their juice, as I like to call it, from a from MGP Distilleries in Indiana, which is a huge, huge distiller. So there's a lot of confusion in the world of craft distilling right now. Correct, there is. Uh, a lot of the younger distilleries and those who are called NDPs or non-distilling producers, they're, <clears throat> while they're preparing their own product in barrel in some cases, often to get kind of a quick leg up in the explosion of whiskey around the country, they're buying uh, product from large distilleries like MGP and some folks out of Kentucky, and then they're going ahead and bottling it under their own labels and telling their own tales of uh, some mythical history of the whiskey in some cases. Yeah, and 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 there's been a number of distillers. Uh, I'm trying to remember some of the names. There was one I want to say like in Iowa, if I'm not mistaken, that, um, that said that they crafted their own in this story, and it, it turns out that they were sourcing from MGP. And I don't think there's anything wrong from sourcing from MGP because they do distill many, many nice uh, blends and nice bourbons and, and whiskeys. However, I, I think there should be something on the bottle that says, you know, bottled at wherever, distributed by. And, you know, I make the parallel to cigars, Nino, because in the world of cigars, there are many uh, uh, cigar manufacturers who make cigars for other what I call cigar manufacturers. But what happens is they're more distribu- uh, distributors because they'll go to one of the large cigar manufacturers in Nicaragua, Honduras, or the Dominican. They'll create a blend with great tobacco, a custom blend. They will put their own band on it. But in the world of cigars, there's more transparency. They don't hide from the fact that a certain manufacturer makes it. For example, Rocky Patel makes uh, uh, many cigars 
with uh, at the Placencia factory in Honduras or Nicaragua, and they make outstanding cigars. They have a huge cache of great tobaccos, and Rocky comes out and says, hey, we work very closely with the Placencia family to make these cigars, whereas in the world of craft spirits, there's no transparency. So the labeling in whiskey is definitely an issue for a fair number of consumers. Uh, there are certainly some that don't really care as long as what's in the bottle tastes good, but there are others who... For them, it's definitely important to know, hey, if you made, if your name's on this bottle, it's whiskey you made. Uh, the, the one you were referring to earlier in Ohio was um, Templeton. I'm sorry, Iowa, rather. Templeton, you're right, exactly. Templeton Rye, right. right. And they've sort of been the most high profile of the ones that have been in the news in the last year since this issue started appearing more in the public light. And what ended up happening with them was there was actually a uh, class action lawsuit that was settled out of court that required them to change labeling on the bottle to more indicate truth and origin of the whiskey. And then on top of that, they're now being required as part of this uh, lawsuit settlement to actually reimburse consumers who purchased bottles of this whiskey in a certain period of time up to a certain amount per bottle in terms of price. Yeah, and there's another uh, lawsuit, I believe, uh, with one of the distillers in Texas who calls their vodka hand or gin handcrafted, and people are suing, say, well, it's not really handcrafted. Now, you know, to me, that's kind of an absurd lawsuit. But mm -hmm. I think that more and more people, and, and I know that when I selected some bourbons over the last couple of days, looking at some various retailers, I made sure that I wanted to stick with the true distillers, the craft distillers that make their own product. And, sure. and clearly, uh, there's nothing wrong with many of the other bourbons that are out there or whiskeys that are out there. But I think that when you are paying a premium, $70, $80, 90 or $100 in some cases, you'd like to know exactly where it is sourced. And again, MGP makes uh, distills some very, very nice products. Let's talk in terms, Nino, of the explosion of American whiskeys and bourbons over the last number of years. What do you mm -hmm. attribute that to? I think there's a couple of things that's attributed to. One has been just an increase in the awareness of consumers of the great quality of whiskey that was out there on the market to begin with, with the major brands. And as folks have started to drink whiskey more and more, and their palates have been educated and expanded, they've started wondering, huh, I wonder who's making whiskey in my backyard. So as a result of that, a large number of entrepreneurs in almost every state have started opening up their own craft distilleries, following their own formulas for making different types of whiskey, whether it's bourbon or rye, or there's a relatively new category called American Single Malt, which is really a mismatch of different types of spirits in terms of what's in the mash bill. And so these distilleries are making some amazing local whiskeys that use local corn variety, and in some cases are even using barrels that are made from oak within their state, truly trying to create a you know, unique California whiskey or unique New York-only whiskey. And from that, people are becoming more aware of these craft operations and seeking them out. And that continued interest and also an interest in the cocktail scene. Uh, bartenders who really know their local markets, particularly here in Portland, people are very local-focused. And so you go into some of the hottest cocktail bars in town, and when you look at their whiskey list, you look at their cocktail list, they highlight the local distilleries and the local products they're making. So uh, it's in part being driven by consumer demand and it's part being driven by 
the uh, cocktail scene that's developing around the country, particularly in whiskey bars. Nino Marchetti, the founder of thewhiskeywash.com, is our guest. Lieutenant, so we come back. I will bring up with Nino a question that one of our callers brought up, talking about various varietals of corn, how that makes an impact on the taste of the bourbon. The final and concluding segment of this edition of The Cigar Dave Show is next. The 2015 Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock is Saturday, November 21st at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tampa. The Alpha Male Good Life Maneuvers are presented by Davidoff and distilled by Jack Daniels. Your VIP tickets to the Alpha Pleasure Fest include Davidoff Cigars, Jack Daniels Libations, a scrumptious buffet fit for an Alpha Male, a special gift from Cigar Dave, and so much more. Tickets are on sale now at CigarDave.com. Romeo and Juliet, a story of two passions combining to create a love that lasted through the ages. Today, the renowned Grupo de Maestros join famed cigar makers' aging room to craft a new story, The Romeo, by Romeo y Julieta Aging Room Cigar. Immaculately constructed by aging room artisans under the guidance of the famed Grupo de Maestros, this Dominican Puro exemplifies the best qualities of two storied brands. Elegant and aromatic, Romeo by Romeo y Julieta's Aging Room is a rich, savory, medium to full-bodied cigar, a true work of love. Available now at your local tobacconist, Pick up a Romeo by Romeo y Julieta Aging Room today and experience the love that occurs when two passions combine. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. <laughs> what about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. Pleasure, command, and control. It's the General Cigar Dave. Well, I am now going to open up the bottle of Old Forester 1870 original batch that I have, and I'm going to pour a little bit here into my whiskey snifter. This is newly introduced from Old Forester, and I have to tell you that Old Forester is on a revival. They are on a renaissance. I've always enjoyed the Old Forester birthday bourbon every year. 
but they have really been stepping up their game. And if you go back to 1870, Old Forster bourbon was introduced by George Garvin Brown. And the name Brown should be familiar, Brown Foreman, which uh, makes Old Forster and Woodford Reserve and, of course, the great Jack Daniels. And this 1870 original batch, they source it the same way where they select barrels from three different warehouses, each barrel originating from a different day of production, different entry proof, different age profile. They batch it together to craft the Old Forster 1870 original batch, 90 proof, minimally filtered which uh, they want to honor the original process that George Garvin Brown used back in 1870. Take a little sniff here. Some nice cloves, a little sweetness. I will say cheers. Hmm. Wow. That has got some major flavor, a lot of sizzle, some major spice. Mm. Wow. Very, very tangy. Very impressive. 90 proof. They also have, I believe, the old four-star, I want to say the 1897, which is 100 proof. So that's got a little bit more kick. We're rejoined right now uh, by Nino Marchetti, the founder of the WhiskeyWash.com out in Portland. Nino, this old four-star 1870, just newly introduced. I'll tell you, old four-star, they're really, Brown Foreman is giving this uh, brand a major facelift. They're really putting some uh, some muscle behind it now. They are. Uh, you know, in addition to the product you're talking about right now, they've had some other releases this year. They just released, you know, their Old Forester 2015 birthday bourbon, which is, uh, for this time around, a 12-year-old 100-proof bottling, which uh, is going between 70 and $80 a bottle at retail, though given the craziness of the bourbon market these days, you'll likely see it selling uh, higher than that in some retailers as well as on the secondary market. But, you know, they're doing a uh, big to-do in downtown Louisville, Kentucky, where they're taking over part of the Whiskey Row, the old area that's historically been tied to bourbon in Louisville, and they're putting in their new distillery down there. and. Uh, Brown Foreman is putting a lot of money behind the old Foreman or the old Forester brand to make it uh, a premium product. Well, let me ask you. You know, we I had a listener uh, earlier in the show that said, you know, General, how does uh, the effect of different types of corn how does that affect the actual taste of the bourbon? And I know that we I talked about Hudson, the Tuttletown uh, Distillery. Uh, that that makes the Hudson line of whiskeys, and they source all their corn actually within, I think, about 10, 15 miles of their distillery. So how does the various, uh, the, the strains of corn, the nuances where it's grown, how does that affect the taste profile of a bourbon or an American whiskey? Well, certainly it can depend upon the type of corn. A sweeter type of corn is going to have a sweeter profile in the taste palette, but part of it as well depends upon how long the bourbon is aged. As time goes along, the sort of corn essence becomes a little more neutral in the barrel, so you may not get quite as much sweetness, so that's why you might find some younger bourbons taste sweeter, where some older bourbons taste more oaky because you're getting more of the influence in the barrel. That being said, one of the things that a lot of the craft distillers are trying to really create for themselves are these farm bourbons or these grain to glass bottlings as they're called and basically with that they're looking literally down the road to the farmer who's you know two miles away and saying what kind of corn are you growing and what they're finding with some of these is that there's these more obscure corn types being 
grown that these farmers have just been growing for a long time. And so uh, about a year and a half ago, a uh, whiskey brand out of New York called Widow Jane right. got hold of a couple of different types of uh, heirloom corn. One called the Bloody Butcher Corn, which was bred by got Crossing ten, ten Native seconds, Americans. You know, got 10 Shut. seconds, real quick. Yeah, so it, it, the bottom line is uh, corn does have an influence and sweeter is something that you'll notice. Outstanding. Nino, we appreciate We'd love to have you on again. Nino Marchetti, the founder of thewhiskeywash.com. Great site for bourbon whiskeys. Nino, we appreciate you joining us today. Thank you for having me, General. Fantastic. Lieutenants, uh, my sister, Cigar Lynn, sent something saying she'll never forget 9-11. She and a colleague and another colleague who was nine months pregnant walked home through Central Park watching plumes of black smoke billowing, standing smack in the middle of Lexington Avenue. Traffic was halted. Life stood still. We do not forget Cigar Dave, the general, saying, may your humidor always be full, may your cutter always be sharp, may your ash be extra, extra long. Go Bills. A happy New Year. Shana Tova to those that celebrate.